February's here, which means that this week and every week coming up, there will be games that can make or break a Big Ten team's season. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hi, thanks for tuning in to Locked On Big Ten. I'm your host, Nate Dickinson. Today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your 2023 goals. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Terms and conditions apply. Coming up on today's show, we're going to take a look at the biggest games in the week in the coming up in the Big Ten and tell you about all the chances that bubble teams have to make an impression. As we get down to the last month of the regular season, it's becoming obvious which teams could be around that bubble come Selection Sunday, and they're all playing games every week against teams that are either higher up above them and could become quality wins or right there with them and could become head-to-head wins come Selection Sunday. So what are some of those biggest games? We're going to get to that. Also, in tournament talk, let's look at who could actually make a deep run in this tournament. There's a whole bunch of teams right there in the middle of the Big Ten behind Purdue. Which one of them are the real deal? I've got three that I believe have what it takes from what we've seen. All right, let's dive right into things here on Locked On Big Ten with the list of games that, at least if you ask me this week, are the most important to make or break a Big Ten team season. And what I mean by that is that there are plenty of teams in the Big Ten that are at least floating around, if not squarely on the NCAA tournament bubble. And with so many of them right there, I mean, you could argue it's getting close to like half the conference that could at some point fall down to that point by the time we hit March. But with all that, and with us entering February with so much still up in the air and undecided, There are a whole lot of teams who in every single game that they play are going to either need to pick up a win or have a chance to pick up a big win against a better team or another team that's right there on the bubble. I want to start by talking about, though, the biggest game of the week in the Big Ten, not between two teams that are anywhere close to missing the tournament now, but between the now both ranked number one Purdue Boilermakers and number 21 Indiana Hoosiers coming up on Saturday. I said, I think it was in yesterday's show or maybe back on Friday, I'm ready for Purdue and Indiana to be a really good basketball game again. It's been a little bit of a while since we've had two of these teams both really competing in the NCAA, and I want to see a really good game on Saturday. And I believe Indiana is playing in a way right now that they can bring it. That team has been hitting everything on stride through the last couple of weeks, five straight Big Ten wins. And I don't see him losing a game going into that Saturday one. It's going to be a good matchup with them on Saturday and tomorrow also against Maryland. Some good tests for Indiana to really see. Okay, Indiana's back again, it seems, to where they're at least a good enough team that you know they're going to make the tournament. But now they're creeping in on like top four seed territory. They'll have some good tests to see if that's really where they could end up at the end of the season here this week. But this one game, Purdue and Indiana on Saturday, It's going to be a great one, and I'm looking forward to seeing what happens in Bloomington, as you know the Hoosiers fans are going to be out there with the number one team in the country and the biggest rivals coming into town. Next game, 
and a big one for two near the bubble teams, Northwestern and Wisconsin. As it stands right now, the Badgers are in the first four out, according to the latest bracketology from Joe Lenardi. This is, again, still not updated from the weekend's games on Sunday. We gave you an update after Saturday night. There could be a new update by the time you're listening to this here. Northwestern is a 10 seed and has gotten a few wins to get itself off of the absolute bubble picture, those 16 teams that make up the eight in and eight out, according to Lenardi. So they're off of that right now and looking at a 10 seed, but they've got, again, a couple of big games here this week. And when you're talking about bubble teams, again, Northwestern's right there, Wisconsin's right there too. It could be that they're really, really close come Selection Sunday, and that's what you have to be thinking about going into these games. When you're playing another bubble team, it's not even necessarily about, like, say, the quad two win that you're getting in that. It's more about the opportunity that you have to get a head-to-head win. Because while it's important to have those advanced metrics and the net rating and all that kind of stuff, it's also important for when you're going up and presenting your resume to the selection committee to be able to say, hey, Wisconsin's right here with us. Well, we're Maryland and we've got that head-to-head win that we got here this week. That's what you're thinking about when you're thinking about playing just about anybody in the Big Ten outside of Minnesota, Nebraska, and Michigan right now. You've either got a chance to get yourself a good quality win or get yourself a win over a fellow team on the bubble. If you're a bubble team in the Big Ten right now, there is no lacking of important games. Every single one is not only mattering because everyone matters when you're on the bubble, but it's against another team that matters too, which is really, really good for Big Ten play and for Big Ten fans. Uh, next game I want to talk about is another Northwestern one. On Tuesday, tomorrow, the Wildcats faced off against the Hawkeyes. Iowa on a hot streak, just beat Rutgers. A nine seed, as I looked at it before, and probably going to be a little bit higher. Meanwhile, Northwestern has itself to get a quality win. So like, let's say it goes on the road to Wisconsin and falls out. Well, then it's back on the road, or I'm sorry, goes on the road to Iowa and falls out with a loss to what is right now a better-seeded Iowa team, they can then on Sunday in the game against Wisconsin try and gain some of that momentum back. Another big rivalry game coming up this weekend, Ohio State and Michigan. Now, Michigan is, as I said on yesterday's show, off my radar at least for now. But this is an interesting game. While the Wolverines don't have, I think, what it takes to claw back into the tournament picture, they do have themselves on what is in their heads a last hope kind of start of a run that they'd be having. A game against an Ohio State team that's struggling as well is near the end of the NCAA tournament bubble. And even if Michigan fans don't believe there's hope to make this tournament, there is plenty for them to want to root for in this game with the opportunity to potentially keep Ohio State out with a big win. So can Michigan pull that off? We'll end up seeing what happens, but that's another one I have on my radar, not just for the rivalry game, but for the legitimate chance, I think, that Michigan has to pull off the upset against Ohio State, but neither of those teams are looking terribly good right now. I already mentioned Indiana against Maryland. That's going to be coming up tomorrow on Tuesday. Maryland's one of what is the next four in, so not quite on the bubble just yet, but definitely right there. It's got an opportunity to beat an Indiana team in a game that could be the difference. If you ask me, Maryland's a tournament team. And I think that they have enough on the resume. But if you want that push-me-over-the-top thing, you beat this red-hot Indiana team, that's going to go a long ways in the eyes of the bracketologists right now and also the people that are the experts on Selection Sunday. Because I have a, tra- I have a feeling that 
this is a team in Indiana whose stock is rising. You get them on the way up right now. Maryland's going to love having that win if it can get it. And I bring it up especially because Maryland is currently the favorite in that game in what will be one played in Maryland on Tuesday night. In another border uh, uh, potential opportunity for a team on the bubble to get a big win over a big team, on Wednesday, Penn State faces off against Purdue. I put this one in here purely because the Nittany Lions are, again, that experienced team. I don't think they win this game. I don't think they have any chance to stop Zach Eady. But if they want to be a team that's right now in the first four out, they need a signature win. They can get it against the number one team in the country. It's a really good opportunity for them to just pick up a great win if they can get it. But again, I, I don't see Penn State being able to pull that one off. The only other game I had on my radar, Wisconsin against Ohio State on Thursday. Two bubble teams with a chance at that, again, head-to-head -head win to try and push them over the top when it gets to the end of the season. So it's a list of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games over the next seven days with no Big Ten basketball being played today on the men's side that have an opportunity to make or break a team season. And when you actually see the results of the win and the loss and the couple of spots that teams move in the projection brackets, you'll think, all right, well, maybe it wasn't that big of a deal. But it's all stuff that adds up by the end of the season. And we're running out of season. So it's more important now than ever to get. After we come back, we do have some teams who we know are going to be getting NCAA tournament bids by now, or at least are pretty dang confident with everybody. Who could actually make a deep run besides, of course, the Boilermakers, who are a favorite? We'll talk about that in just a minute right here on Locked On Big Ten. Before we do that, though, this year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sportsbook in America. And if you're new to FanDuel, it's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy too. Download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown and a prop. You can do any of it and of course bet on Big Ten basketball games here. If you hear a line on the show, you're going to be getting it from FanDuel. So you can bet alongside me. Been hot as the late in the last couple of weeks. Feel like I'm starting to get a feel on how these teams operate. Or you could fade it too, because it's still not a great record on the season overall. But anywho, if you hear a line on the show, it's coming from FanDuel. And you can bet alongside us or against us over at the site. Go on over to locked or fanduel.com slash locked on. Fanduel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Also, Locked On's headed to the Senior Bowl. Get an inside analysis from the hosts that covered the NFL's next generation in college and find out which NFL draft boards these players will be climbing, all in one location. Subscribe to Locked On NFL Draft for nightly live shows from the Senior Bowl Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. That's live shows at Locked On NFL Draft Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday on YouTube and no, I guess not. It'll be wherever you get your podcast afterwards, but live on YouTube. All right, let's continue to look here into the NCAA tournament, but go a little bit higher up the Big Ten standings. 
at some of the teams who are pretty safe bets to make the tournament. But we need, still need to figure out who could actually make that second weekend. Because still as it stands, in at least according to Lenardi's latest bracket, only Purdue has that top four seed and that projection to get into the Sweet 16. So who could actually step up and join him? I've got three teams that I think are real. I've also got another one in, I guess, outside looking in that I need to see some more from. Uh, the first one's the Indiana Hoosiers. We've talked plenty about the Indiana Hoosiers here over the last week. It's the hottest team in the Big Ten. They've won five in a row. They're starting to not only show that their offense can be really, really good when you put together Trace Jackson Davis with what Jalen hood Shafino has been doing and a freshman like Malik Renault on the bench. They've been good. But even more convincing for me is how good the defense has been for them. It was something that was a big concern when Indiana was on that cold spell. They just couldn't figure out how to stop people. They seem to have figured that out, and in turn, it's allowing them to become a great basketball team over a full 40 minutes, which was my complaint from the start. Indiana had always shown the signs of being able to be really good, but they just fell apart at some points. They seem to have put together the formula a bit, and in my eye, they're easily a team that could make that Sweet 16. I think they're well on their way to being a team that has a top four projected seed when they get through the rest of the season. Indiana's already ranked, now 21 in the country this week, but it's going to be a really, really interesting thing to see how high up these Hoosiers can go, because I'm thinking like a three seed is not out of the realm of possibility, which is weird when you're thinking about what Indiana was just a few weeks ago. Next team's the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Now, when I'm looking for a team that I think can make a run, there's a few factors that can play in. Biggest thing to me is defense. And Rutgers has the defense. Number five in the country in defensive scoring, giving up just 59 points per game. We mentioned on the last show, Iowa was the first team to score 80 on Rutgers all season. They somehow put up 93. It's top 20 in rebounding and assists per, per made field goal as well, too. So there's signs there that not only is Rutgers a team that can shut you down, but they do well on the glass. And that assist number is indicative of a team that's running an offense that runs well together. They're getting shots off their passes. The plans that they're putting together are working. They're not having to have players make their own shot. It's a Rutgers team that's efficient on offense in that way and has the defense to dominate. And that's a formula for a team that can make an upset. So Rutgers has been getting its flowers for sure, but I see them being a team that can be an upset contender. When you're looking at squads, who are looking at like that four or five seed range. How do you beat that other team that's right there with you? Rucker, I think, is a prime team to be able to get that second round win. Third team I have, Northwestern Wildcats. Partly for the same reason. The defense is really good. 61 points allowed per game is number 16 in the country. And Northwestern just has some of those feisty things to them. Things that end up making a difference in an individual game when you're trying to get that lucky one in the NCAA tournament. Uh, it gets steals. Top three, I think it was, in steals in the country. Plays well inside. Is able to have a high field goal percentage inside on offense and does not turn the ball over. 13th in the country in turnovers per game. So when you have those kind of things put together, that's a combination of with a Northwestern team like this. It explains a little bit why they've been able to win in the Big Ten but also I think puts them on the radar to be a potential upset team at some point when they get into the tournament. Because Northwestern's not like these other teams in Indiana and Rutgers looking at like the 4-5 line. 
Northwestern, as it stands, 10 seed, according to Joe Lenardi. It may go up a little bit here soon. But when you have that kind of a team, you're thinking about, okay, in a second game, you're playing a two seed or a three seed. So according to what the stats say, a team that should be beating you and may be better than you. How do you beat teams that are better than you? You get lucky once or twice for one, but also you do some of the things that Northwestern does. And they do some of the things in getting steals, not turning the ball over. It allows them to get that opportunity to jump on a win here. Because if, say, a two or three seed that Northwestern's playing isn't having its best game, but the Wildcats are throwing the ball around, not being able to get good buckets, not getting turnovers and bringing themselves easy opportunities on offense, that's when almost upsets happen. And for every upset that we've had in the NCAA tournament, you can remember twice as many times that a team uh, just should have had that game, should have had that upset in the first or second round. Big 10 teams have fallen a victim to losing those games. Northwestern's a team that I think is showing it could be one that wins one. And then I said I also had another team that I didn't think had shown me quite enough yet. And I really, really enjoy watching the Illinois Fighting Illini. I think they're one of the most exciting teams in the Big Ten with the way that they play basketball. But there's just a little bit of an erraticness to it that I'm not quite comfortable putting in the Sweet 16 just yet. It's a little bit too streaky with the offense. The offense that's fast is good, and I like it, and it's what Illinois has been doing. But it does cause the turnover sometimes. I don't want them to change. I just would like to see it be a little bit more consistent, a little bit more efficient for me to be able to be like, all right, this is an offense that's ready to take over a game. And Illinois has a good defense too, but just not quite as elite as what we're talking about with like a Rutgers or a Northwestern. So I'm not quite ready to put Illinois there yet. A team that has much higher projections than a Northwestern team right now. I'm more confident in what Northwestern's doing as far as like tournament stability and ability to be able to win games. I'm not happy with the streakiness I'm seeing from Illinois, I guess is more what I'm saying. So that's a look at just my thoughts on where we stand in the Big Ten. We've got a bunch of teams on the bubble we talked about, a bunch of teams in the middle that we've talked about. We'll wrap things up with news from around the Big Ten as we finish things up here on the show today. A new top 25 has come out. Purdue is still at the number one spot. Indiana is the only other team in the top 25 out of the conference at number 21. In others receiving votes, Illinois would have been 28th if the rankings expanded, Rutgers at number 35, and Northwestern receiving votes for the second time this season. They rank in at number 37. Big Ten Players of the Week are out as well. The co-players of the week in men's basketball, Trace Jackson Davis and Zach Eady, and your freshman of the week is Jalen Hood Shafino. I'm getting a little tired of co-players of the week. I just thought I'd throw the take out there. Just choose one. Make someone upset. Uh, on men's gymnastics, the player of the week, gymnast of the week is Michigan's Red Richard and the Ohio State Buckeyes Parker Thaxton is the freshman of the week. In other top 25 polls around, of course, Minnesota at number one dominates the men's hockey poll along with a whole bunch of other Big Ten teams. Michigan is number six, number seven is Ohio State, nine Penn State, and 17 Michigan State, along with Notre Dame, still a Big Ten team, you remember in men's hockey, at number 20. And in the women's basketball polls, four Big Ten teams in the top 10 again. Number four, Indiana, six, Iowa, eight, Maryland, and 10, Ohio State, after a few losses for them last week. Number 18, Michigan, rounds out the numbers for the women's basketball side. Also, just a cool note, 
in the game for Purdue on Sunday against Michigan State at the end of the first half, three-pointer at the buzzer caused Mackey Arena to hit 123.2 decibels. Purdue says that's a record for the loudest it's ever been in Mackey on game day. That's a look around what's going on in the Big Ten. Nate Dickinson here with you every weekday on the show. But once you're done here, be sure to head over to Locked On College Basketball, a brand new podcast covering everything around the country and what's going on in college hoops. Experts Isaac Shade and Andy Patton are in to give you all of the latest information on everything going on in college sports. So be sure to tune in to Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. That'll wrap things up here today. I'm Nate Dickinson. We're going to be back tomorrow with more on everything that happens tonight in the Big Ten. And of course, we've got more Big Ten basketball starting up on Tuesday to get into as well. That's going to be coming up next time here on Locked On Big Ten. I'm Nate Dickinson with Locked On.